Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Good morning, lacers. I think that's what I'm going to call you. <laughs> Folks who are going through the Lacing Your Narrative um, workshop series. Um, if you are not aware of it, um, you know, I will put a link um, in this message so you can learn a little bit more about this workshop series that started yesterday, um, Saturday the 13th, and we'll go through May the 1st. So it's an eight-week series that we're working on Lacing Our Narrative with the Spiritual Threat. Every morning at 9 a.m., I'll be checking in with you. Um, I will be available for questions. People have questions about their process and just kind of share with you um, where I've been going with um, the process as well. So I um, hope you had a lovely Saturday and good morning. Um, uh, so I, one of the things that I've been doing is um, I've uh, just been kind of writing a list of different things that I could think about talking about or writing more, writing more um, on. Um, also, one of the things you might consider doing is I often like to this is my altar, it's like backwards, but I often like to light candles. Um, whenever I want to kind of set aside some time to really focus and connect um, with stuff that seems to matter. Um, it's just a little something I do, might not be something you want to do, but hey, it's what I do. Um, and that's part of what this is, is just to kind of share you a little bit about, um, <clears throat> you know, what I'm doing. So um, I was thinking, well, if I'm wanting to look back at my childhood a little bit and I'm wanting to try to see things maybe differently or just see them how, how they were, um, I, you know, my sexuality and my gender and all that has been become a very big part of my life now. And I've had some, um, I've wrestled around a little bit with um, where that sets with me, where that sets with the world. Um, and somewhere, somehow I felt like I was told, um, that like being gay was wrong, maybe being trans. I don't know if it was wrong, but I just felt like, and looking back, I don't think any of these things were like overtly, at least especially when I think about like church or my religious experience, I don't recall ever being in church and being told um, like not to be gay or not to be trans, but it just wasn't talked about. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't talked about it at all. There was only one narrative that you heard about. There were only 
you know, certain people you saw, there were only things talk, certain things talked about. So I never really, um, it just was never there. Um, it wasn't even spoken of in a heart in a bad way. I think I heard more negative comment thoughts about sexuality, um, more so like at home or in like other like familial kind of lives, like um, friendships and things like that, where it was like um, being being gay um, was more of like a, a bad thing or a, like a, um, not the way you're supposed to be. I don't know that it was necessarily like you're sinful, you're going to hell, but more of just like, um, that's just not socially acceptable, I guess. Um, but I wasn't really super, um, I don't know, it's like sexuality wasn't really something that was a big part of, I think, my growing up. I don't feel like I was a very, um, I've always kind of said that, but I don't like in thinking back, you know, I grew up around, um, my family was really comfortable around sexuality and sex, just in the sense of like, you know, I remember seeing things on TV that were, you know, like, um, you know, I think that, you know, just there was like a comfort. There wasn't necessarily a shame around like sex and sexuality. You know, I knew my parents loved each other. They hugged each other. They kissed each other. I had family members who hugged and kissed each other around me. Um, so I didn't feel like it was like a taboo kind of thing, but it was definitely not necessarily talked about either. I remember being told, you know, not to get a, you know, not to get somebody pregnant, um, but not really talked about what that, what that meant. Um, but I, to be honest with you, I wasn't really, um, too, I don't know that I was super, super curious about all that at that time. Good morning, Leslie. Um, Leslie says, I learned that being Christian didn't mean you behaved well or as a, didn't mean you behaved well or as a Christian. I learned that being Christian didn't mean you behaved well. I'm not sure, sure maybe I'm not reading that quite correctly. I learned that being Christian didn't mean you behaved well or as a Christian. Good morning, Ty. Um, how's it going, Ty? This is my first time doing one of these things, so we'll see how <laughs> how it rolls as far as um, the flow of things. Um, yeah, so I feel like sex and sexuality wasn't necessarily talked about. Um, I saw around me, um, it was all, obviously always like um, man and woman, mostly married folks. Mm. Though, yeah, I'm like, I'm sure I got that message, you know, no sex before marriage kind of situation. Um, but like I said, you know, I grew up, I grew up going to church with my family and most of the other people in my life weren't really church going folks. So I feel like that had a lot of an impression on my sex and sexuality um, as I got older. Um, as I've said before, I don't really remember a lot of my childhood. So most of my memory you know, starts around like age 12 or so. Um, and by then I feel like, you know, sex and sexuality was probably becoming a little bit more formed just in the sense of like puberty and growing up and that sort of thing. But as I said, I really wasn't, um, I don't know, I just wasn't, I think in some ways, maybe my, maybe I knew like my gender and transness was there. Um, and maybe, um, somehow going to church was a way to kind of like avoid that topic or that situation. I haven't really thought too much on that. I mean, it's it's interesting because if I think about it, I feel like 
it was more, especially as I got involved in youth group and maybe as I became like a teenager, um, there it definitely seemed like the, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but I felt like there was more actually, more people that were sexually active who were part of my youth group than like maybe the people I hung outside of church with. Um, but there, I think there was definitely still kind of a stigma of like, they were kind of like the, the, um, quote unquote, bad kids, if you will. I don't even like that. Um, but, you know, I think those are the things that like as kids that are as young folks or whatever that I think I, I definitely, I definitely had that mentality. You know, I was, I was very much like doing drugs wasn't good. I feel like like even drinking wasn't good. Sex wasn't good. You know, I was so um, big on being like perfect and, and being, um, doing the right thing. That's always been a ailment of mine, if you will. It's felt like an ailment at times. Um, Jeff says, I just remember you were to show your, you were to show your deference at Christmas and Easter. It was not integrated into daily life the rest of the year at all. Got you. Yeah, I think for some folks, I, I think I've heard them call Christers or Christmas and Easter, folks who go to church on Christmas and Easter. Um, yeah. Um, so, Jay, yeah, just something that you did, I guess. I don't know if that was just for show for you, Jeff, or um, like I don't know what your experience was with it while you are there. Um, but it does sound like it just didn't go beyond that. Um, where was I going to go with that? Um, yeah, so if I'm thinking about, like, and I was just thinking about, like, youth group, um, I just have some, like, notes I was... Um, and I think this will be a process for a lot of us is just trying to figure out where you want to go with things. But I remember, I'm just kind of thinking about youth group. Youth group was a really kind of fun time for me. I think I've maybe shared this before, but like I was kind of the older, I was one of the older um, people in the group. And so a lot of the times I got like, um, I did a lot of actually um, theater. We had like this um, drama, trauma group or like a, a drama group um, that we did like these, um, they were called human videos and we would do these performances where we would um we would uh we would like act out um performance pieces like so there would be like a christian song or there would be a story being told through song and then we would act it out kind of more like pantomime i guess like we weren't like lip syncing um and we weren't like dancing but we were kind of providing movement um to the song so um, a lot of the times, you know, like I, there'd be times when I would like, I played Jesus and I was like, got crucified once. I was like carrying a cross, a fake cross, you know, like down the stage. And like, I enjoyed doing a lot of this theater stuff, um, which is, which I think really plays a lot into kind of like where, where I am with my drag now, like a drag, a lot of the drag that I do, I always have kind of a message. You know, when I was a kid, I was like, I wanted to save people for Jesus. Cause I felt like that's what I was meant to do, you know, um, save people for Jesus in this sort of way. And, and in some ways, you know, I still kind of have, I might not use those same words, but a lot of my work that I do around my drag is to, you know, I want to try to have um, an impact. I want to inspire people to maybe see something differently or to connect with a part of them or something that they've experienced. And so I feel like in some ways it's kind of a full circle thing where I feel like a lot of my drag performance is very much similar to like the human videos that I did um, when I was a kid in order to try to help people um, 
to just try to help people, you know, be saved, if you will, but to have a life that's more fuller and I don't know, just to connect, I guess, a connection. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the language for things because, um, yeah, I'm still forming that. And I think that's what a lot of this process is. It's all up in here. Like I can see how those things are very connected and they're like the exact same thing. It's just at a different time in my life. Um, but I feel like they have the same intention. Uh, they came from the same place and a similar effect that I wanna have on the world um, and others. And, and also what the process does for me as well. Uh, Tina uh, says, being a Christian is not about legalism. It is, it is about relationship. Um, when you say legalism, what do you mean by that? I don't, um, I feel like I've heard you say that a few times and legalism is kind of like, I guess going by the rules. I don't know. Um, but maybe you can expound on that a little bit. I know that um, my aunt, uh, my aunt Tina on here, her and I have a podcast called Splintered Grace. We go live every Monday at 10.30 a.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time. And tomorrow we are actually, we're talking about talking about sexuality and spirituality tomorrow. I think we're still negotiating that, but um, feel free to tune in if, in if you want to hear us talk a little bit about that as well. Um, so, but yeah, so I, I guess um, I didn't want to keep, I didn't want this to go too long, maybe like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, Tina says, um, yeah, legalism is hard rules about what people define as Christianity. So yeah, I think that's a lot of like, <clears throat> I think I think that was a lot of my understanding too. It's like, okay, these are the rules. <clears throat> these are the things that you have to do in order to be a Christian. Or if you say a Christian, then these are the things that you do. And you do them in line all the time. You don't step out of those lines. Um, I think that's when like a lot of people use the term like hypocrites or whatever, um, when in reality, we're all human <clears throat> and we're all going to fall short. Um, and for me, I think religion or spirituality, um, for me is a lot, it's kind of a set of ideals and a set of beliefs um, that I can kind of reach toward, um, kind of feeling like I will probably not ever fully achieve it because I'm not God, I'm not the divine, I'm not Jesus, I'm not whatever it is that you might, um, like I'm just not that in the fullness, but what I can do is try to, to reach toward it and act as if and try to create my life and respond in a way that I believe that my understanding of God um, is helping me to do or um, showing me how to do. So uh, like I said, I only wanted to keep this 10 or 15 minutes. Um, I Thanks for checking in uh, with today. I'll, um, if Again, if you're coming across this and you're new, um, I'll just put all the information about what this is all about um, in the description. Um, and um, I will see you tomorrow. I will go live at 9 a.m. with this again every day. Um, until May the 1st. Um, and then, yeah, so take care. Have a great rest of your Sunday. And um, I will see you again. Bye-bye.
Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't, but we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, Check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.